Last Sunday, Jesus was an infant. In today's gospel, he's 30. They grow up so fast. <laughs> At this point, the Magi and King Herod are long gone. Baptism is the first decision we see Jesus make in Matthew's gospel, and on the surface, it doesn't make sense. Even John the Baptist questions his judgment. John has been proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. He promises, though, someone more powerful to come, someone who will come not just with water, but with the Holy Spirit and fire. No wonder he's confused when the one he's been waiting for comes to him to be baptized in the middle of a muddy river. It doesn't exactly scream gravitas. Is this what power looks like? And if baptism isn't necessarily about the cleansing of sin for Jesus, then what is it about? Why does it matter? This is also the first time we hear Jesus speak in Matthew. Something must be lost in translation, though, because I, for one, cannot square the officiousness of his tone here with what he's actually doing. Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. What does someone who was literally born in a barn know or care about propriety? <laughs> Strip away the churchiness of his words. And it's more like we need to do this now. It's how we live in right relationship with God and with each other. In other words, John needs to keep helping people turn toward what matters, even as Jesus needs to erase any notion of righteousness as separation from other people. No more sitting enthroned above the flood, as today's psalmist pictures the divine. No, the human face of God gets in the water with us. And as Jesus emerges from the water, two equally strange things happen. We're told that he sees the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven says, this is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. What do we do with that? As is often the case with the Bible, one piece of scripture can help us understand another. And one key to cracking this particular code is today's reading from Isaiah, a passage that Jesus, the rabbi, was familiar with. Here's my servant whom I uphold, my chosen in whom my soul delights or is well pleased. I have put my spirit upon him. Sound familiar? For centuries, Jews had been puzzling over this passage and who this servant who brings forth justice might really be. It had to be someone special, a 
prophet, a leader of some kind, a, a king. Despite the fact that the whole people of Israel had been called God's servant before, it couldn't be them now, could it? They were in exile. What could they do? They'd lost their temple, their king, their home. Could they treat bruised reeds and dimly burning wicks with gentleness and care? Who were they to free people from the prisons of fear or oppression? But here they are, given a new mission and a new call. The most they could imagine was a chance to go home and rebuild their old lives. But God insists on a new life, a much broader vision, one that forces them to think outside of themselves and their own survival, one that calls them to serve. Remember who is speaking through Isaiah. This is the creator of the universe, the one who gives life and breath to every creature under heaven. How could the creator of all people care about only some? The servant's mission is to let the light of God shine through them to all people, no matter their tribe or language or people or nation or immigration status. And while that mission is seen most clearly in the Messiah, it's a mission and a call that belonged to the whole people of Israel. They got the words then, it was them. We get the words now, it's us. It's part of what it means to be baptized. Baptism is not just an occasion for a family reunion or a celebration of the cycle of life, although it can be those things too. It is a summons to serve. And not just for the newly baptized. There is a reason that we renew our vows anytime anyone is baptized, because we need to remember who we are as a community, why we're here, and why we matter. We're here to demonstrate a different kind of power in this power-obsessed city. One that is rooted in the recognition of our common humanity and what we can do together. Our righteousness is found not in separation from the bruised reeds and the dimly burning wicks of this world. It's found in solidarity with them, in service to them. We might ask ourselves, who are we to free people from fear or oppression? Who are we not to? When we promise to seek and serve Christ in all persons, to strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being, we are affirming that we are here for more than just our own survival or that of our group, however we define it. We're here to help bring forth justice to a world in desperate need of it. 
and to love others as freely and as generously as God loves us. And if that sounds like the work of a lifetime, it's because it is. So welcome, Calvin Martin and Amelie Juliet, to the community of the baptized. It is a privilege to serve with you. Amen.